Everyone has questions. Why am I here? Where will I go when I die? Is there really truth? But not everyone has biblical answers. Welcome to The Pastor Study, a ministry of pastorstudy.org. Join us now as we study the Bible to draw closer to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Here is Pastor Tom Brock. Welcome to The Pastor's Study. Do you personally or someone you know struggle with same-sex attraction, the pull toward homosexuality? Well, you want to watch this whole show or call someone and get them to watch this show because our whole half hour is to talk about how do you help people who have same-sex attraction? I have been stuck with same-sex attraction and we're going to interview, I'm a Lutheran, but we're going to interview a Catholic priest who works with this area. So I want to introduce Father Jim Livingston. Nice to meet you, Tom. Hi, Jim. And Jim, you're a Catholic priest here sure in Minnesota for yeah. how many years? What is it now? 26 years. 26 yeah, years. Yeah, yeah. And you have your ministry, but you yeah. also are part of a group called Courage. Yes. And tell us what Courage is. Well, first of all, it's, it's part of the uh, Courage International Apostolate. So it was, uh, it's a ministry uh, that originated in the early 1980s. Uh, back in the New York area uh, to uh, basically walk with and accompany people with same-sex attraction, male and female. Um, and uh, the, the goal of courage is to live a chaste life, mm -hmm. to live a chaste life, to uh, maintain and strengthen a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, to offer fellowship and friendship and good example. So there's little courage groups all over the country. There are in, yeah. in many of the dioceses around the country. Now, if I could just put in a, a little uh, verbal disclaimer or a, or a, um, a, um, a clarification, in, in the state of Minnesota, uh, the Courage Apostolate goes by the name of Faith in Action. Okay. And that's because uh, Courage is a trademark name has already been used okay. uh, by the good people who do the, the uh, Courage work. Uh, for the physically uh, handicapped. So you lead a group once a week where these, it's men or women, depending on where in the country, come together and they pray together. What do they do in these groups? Within the group, it's, it's, a, it's a kind of a fellowship group so that um, on a weekly basis, people can get together and uh, first of all, start with a prayer, uh, start with a reaffirmation of the goals of courage, which is what I just described to live a chaste life, to uh, maintain and strengthen a relationship with Jesus Christ, uh, to provide fellowship and friendship with one another and to try to give a good example, uh, to reaffirm those goals. And then basically it's so simple to be able to talk about their week, mm -hmm. you know, to share whatever struggles they might have had, whatever victories they might have had, uh, to support one another in a very human and very simple way. Now, sadly, there are some denominations, I'll list them, the United Church of Christ, the Episcopal Church in America, the Presbyterian Church USA, the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, and now the Disciples of Christ have, from my point of view, gone very far astray, and they're telling people that as long as it's loving, committed gay sex, it's okay. Uh, you're a Roman Catholic, I'm a conservative Christian, we would not agree with that. Do you have people coming to your group who think the behavior is okay. No, our, our group is really not a debate society. In order to get into the group, you really 
there's no really point in doing that right. unless you're really sold on the idea that the chastity um, is uh, uh, a goal, yeah. you know, a virtue to live by and to strive for at least. What know. do you say to someone who says, but Father, I never chose this attraction. It, I just got it somehow, and who in their right mind would choose this? What would you say to that? Amen, brother. I mean, nobody does choose it, really. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's a mystery. Uh, I think there's, there's some common uh, familial, you know, family almost trademarks that, that do go along a with it. A distant father, maybe, that a, kind of thing. A lot of that, yeah. yeah. There, there are some sort of predictable things, mm -hmm. but just understanding that doesn't make it go away, no. it, but it, it kind of helps you understand it a little bit. But the fact is that people basically discover it more than choose it. Now, we're not talking about somebody, you know, who might go to prison or might spend a lifetime with other, you know, same-sex individuals and then, for yeah. whatever reason, you know, have some kind of an experience. We're, we're really talking about people who discover the attraction yeah. is within them, and sometimes even from an early age. And you know, you believe, and I do too, in original sin, that we're all born sinners because of Adam's sin. And I, isn't it true, nobody necessarily chooses their temptations in life? <laughs> you, know? We're, you know, we're born with a certain temperament, we're born with a certain uh, personality, and we seem to be born with, with certain uh, weaknesses yeah. as well. So we're not, we're, we're, maybe the thing, that, the way to put it is, we don't choose our temptations in life, but we do choose what we do with them. You don't have to act on these attractions. The freedom that we have is our response yep. to what we're yep. to the hand that we're dealt with. And know? and our uh, you know the, the Catholic and Protestant churches agree, uh, biblical churches agree that in the kingdom of God you've got two choices for sex: number one, heterosexual marriage, or number two, abstinence. There is no third route. So you know. God asked single heterosexuals to abstain from sex, yeah, and he, yeah. he asked people with this struggle. What do you say to people who, who, who say, I am a gay Christian? Do you think that's a proper thing to say? Well, a lot of people understand the term gay. It has uh, a wide coinage, let's say, uh, but it does have a kind of a, a connotation that uh, in the social realm, and the political realm, uh, in the theological realm even, that, uh, that if I'm gay that I accept uh, sexual activity. Mm -hmm. um, uh, That's pretty much uh, what it means. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I understand if somebody, for the, for the sake of shorthand, mm -hmm. will, will say I'm a gay Christian to, to sort of get a, across the point, um, you know, that they're a Christian with same-sex attraction. Yeah. Same-sex attraction is a little bit more accurate, and but it's a little bit more say. unwieldy. I mean, Jim, I would never say I'm a gay Christian. What I say is yeah. I'm a Christian yeah. who struggles with same-sex attraction. Yeah. And ultimately, I believe we're all heterosexual yeah. and things go wrong, yeah. but I'm not going to identify with a sinful lifestyle. Yeah. It's sort of analogous to in the Catholic Church, sometimes we used to say, well, I'm an American Catholic. Well, what does that mean, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm, an, I'm a Catholic that happens to be an American, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Catholic or I'm a Christian who happens to have same-sex attraction. Right. That would be probably the more accurate way of describing it. What happens if somebody in your group, well, first of all, let me say this. To yesterday, I got a letter from uh, an email from Texas, a guy that struggles with this, and he wants to know how he can get out of it because he's a Christian and he doesn't want to, it sounds like he's into the behavior. And I said to him, the key is going to be 
getting some kind of Christian accountability. And you know, I said if you're a Catholic, you can go to Courage. If you're if you're a Protestant, you go you Google Restored Hope Network, and there's Restored Hope Network groups around the country, support groups. But if there is no support group in their area, I, I told him find some mature Christian man that you can meet with once a week to to pray through this stuff because without accountability i i think they're going to lose do you, do you agree with that you know we're all social beings yeah. and um we need the strength that, that others can supply for us i mean there's not it, it's there's a reason that jesus said at the very end i am with you always you know because we need people to walk with us mm -hmm. that's really the genius and the simplicity of the courage program it's it's simply a way of walking with the brothers who uh who who wants somebody to walk yeah. with them you know yeah. and so accountability is a huge part of it um you know um another sort of practical way of living through the temptation and overcoming it on a day-by-day -day basis is kind of a life of service you know uh Find something to do. Find something to do. Get out of your own skin and, and look at the lives of other people and roll up your sleeves and, and, and walk with other mm -hmm. people as mm -hmm. well. And that helps. That's yeah. a practical thing for everybody, yeah. you know. And, and so the things that we emphasize are really, they're not really that unique. It's just that we apply them to this particular situation. And I think on when we used to have a radio show, I interviewed a couple of your members, if I remember right. And I mean, for instance, here, here was one of your members that was into the lifestyle for most of his life, what was it, 15, 20 years ago, he left the lifestyle, has been going to, uh, to Courage, has never had those acts in his life since for 20 years. So it is possible. That's remarkable. Yeah. yeah that's fantastic. What about people who do slip and fall and commit some act they shouldn't? What happens if some, does that happen? Well, of course. I mean, we're all human and, and uh, the best resolutions that we have and best intentions often fall by the wayside you know the challenge is to get up again and and, uh, and move forward mm -hmm. again and which ultimately you know reinforces our trust in a merciful and helpful God yeah and and one another and you know I'm, I'm a Lutheran you're a Catholic but both of us believe what's called confession absolution why don't you explain how that works with courage well um, in our particular groups um, we have three priests that help facilitate the groups, one, one a week, and uh, each time the, the priest is there, and at the end of the group, we, we, we have the opportunity for confession. Mm -hmm. So on a private basis... Um, you do that privately one-on-one? -on -one. We do that privately one-on-one, -on -one, and uh, whoever wants to can, can talk with the priest uh, through the Sacrament of Reconciliation mm -hmm. and confess the reality of sin in their life and receive... Um, in that personal way, and that very, you know, real human-to-human -human way, um, uh, the experience of Christ's redemptive yeah. love for all yep. of humanity. And this comes from James chapter 5, where it says, Confess your sins to one another and pray for one another that you may be healed. So I think yeah. every Christian, regardless of their denomination, needs a priest, someone yeah. that holds them accountable to whom they can confess their sins and hear the words of absolution. I think it's a very natural human thing to be able mm -hmm. to have people in your life that can help you. Yeah. Can you tell me, Jim, if somebody's watching this show and maybe they don't struggle with homosexuality, but maybe pornography or they're heterosexually fornicating or whatever, or any kind of sin, gossip, what have you found with your work with, with this group? 
What are some good helps in fighting temptation? Well, um, being a person of service, you know, being a person of accountability, um, calling out and reaching out, you know, if there's a time of temptation to be able to have a phone number, you know, mm -hmm. um, sometimes it's as easy as, well, to, at least to start with, you recognize the portals, you recognize the dangers. Um, yeah, staying away from... Stay away from that, from that TV, turn off that computer, whatever it is, mm -hmm. you know, erase that app or, you know, get rid of that thing, mm -hmm. that, the thing that, that most often brings you to that. If there's a time of night that it, that it usually happens, okay, um, you know, a, have, have, go to bed early, you know, <laughs> you know something, you know, yeah. little practical things that yeah. you can, it's a little bit like learning how not to drink, you know, if, if you've got a problem with drinking mm -hmm. or learning how not to overeat if you've got a problem with overeating. A lot of it, there's a lot of compulsion sometimes, and so it's easier to say that than to do that. I get that. Mm -hmm. um, but, but still, to, to establish those habits, and you can't uh, underestimate the value of a spiritual life. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, you mentioned one of the guys who had been able to overcome his behaviors. Uh, uh, I, I remember listening to a guy in the group who um, uh, liked to go to daily mass. And uh, what he did, he, he, for a time, he had the practice of uh, putting uh, in a jar, uh, uh, writing down numbers, which represented the years of his life. And so uh, before he made his walk down the block to daily mass, he would pick out at random one of those years of his life. And this was the year of life that he remembered and he prayed for. And he asked God's grace to cover. Mm. And some of those were formative years and some of those years were years of sin and some mm. of those years were you know, years of, of conversion and happiness and joy. But he lifted up that particular, what a holy thing to yeah. do. I mean, oh. I was just, just amazed at the creativity of that, uh -huh. but it, it was a way of applying God's grace, you know, yeah. through His memory yeah. yep. uh, and through His devotion. You know, Wouldn't to you say too? I mean, we have different understandings of, of communion between Protestants and Catholics, but I think Holy Communion is a powerful weapon against sin as well. Oh yeah, yeah. that's our understanding: is yep. that Jesus meets you in that Holy Communion, and uh, you know, not only comforts you, but also there's a healing that, mm -hmm. that takes place. Yeah. Has your experience been, I mean, does this, if someone has same-sex attraction, does this temptation ever go away? Usually not, mm -hmm. usually not. Um, it's, it's, for most people, it's, it's a burden, it's a cross that really does not get lifted. I think that there is a spectrum, mm -hmm. there's a spectrum. I mean, some guys talk about when they are practicing virtue, when they're living a sacrificial life, a service life, um, the temptations are lessened. You know, one guy would, was, would say that, you know, even for a while I'm starting to have heterosexual temptations. Mm -hmm. <laughs> you know? um, other guys would say, yeah, I've never had a, anything but a homosexual, you know, dream or thought or mm -hmm. temptation. Mm -hmm. So it's a spectrum depending on how that thing is rooted in Can your Can married men go to courage? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we have married men who and, sometimes. And I, and I agree with you. The people are all over the board. There's some people that have this struggle to the day they die. Yeah. There are other people that get married and have kids. You know, and yeah, maybe still had that struggle. Right. It, it, it could be like um, you know, like somebody who gets out of heavy drinking. You can be a dry drunk. I mean, mm -hmm. you you can you can overcome the behavior, but but 
in times of stress, you know, in yeah. times of trigger things, you, you can still be tempted. Right. So there's a, there's a broad range. And, and by the way, not all the guys in the Courage Group are Catholics. Mm -hmm. we, we, have, uh, we have guys who, it's probably not that many, but maybe 10% of the guys on, a, on the average mm -hmm. would be non-Catholic Christians. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So let's, let's talk about that. We've got about 10 more minutes, but just let's kind of take a break here. If you're struggling with uh, same-sex attraction, and let's say you're a Protestant, Again, you just Google Restored Hope Network, and you'll see a map there, and you can see if there, in Minneapolis, there's a group called uh, Outpost. But if you're a Catholic and want a courage group, how do they find one of these groups? Most people find the groups in the Twin Cities by first calling the Archdiocese of St. Paul, Minneapolis, the, yeah. uh, the Family Life Office. Mm -hmm. And I think you've got a number there for that. Um, Forgetting it right now. It's a six five one two nine one number. Yeah, four four three eight. Yeah, yeah. So, so if you're in the Twin Cities area, there's the number. Yeah. Mm -hmm. What yeah. if they're in? Because this is all over the country now. Our TV show. What if they're in Washington State or whatever? How do they find out? Um, you can Google the Courage um, RC dot org uh, website, the Courage International website, and they have uh, resources and um, um, you know regions where you can look and, and, and find the local courage group mm -hmm. next to you. Okay, so there you go, everybody. If you're around the country, CourageRC.org. Uh, courage yeah, courage and yeah. And see if there's a group near you. Yeah. All right, good. Um, Jim, uh, as you know, our culture has definitely changed on this issue. And when I was young, everybody was against homosexuality, Christian or not, because it, it un, it's unnatural and it, it's uh, not right. But now, if you believe it's wrong, uh, you're unnatural. Yeah, I know, yeah, that's... <laughs> and so, uh, I mean, did, as, our, as our culture has become more liberal on this issue now with homosexual marriage and the political arena, are people coming to courage less, more? What's, what's the answer to that? Kind of more, actually. More? Yeah, yeah. I've been getting a lot of calls recently, and. It's a small group. I mean, yeah. it's it's a minority of a minority, you know. But yeah. um, but it hasn't affected uh, the local courage group. In fact, we're a little bigger than we have been before. Good. Yeah. You know, let's just make that point. First Corinthians six nine through eleven says, "Don't be deceived. Do not know the unrighteous will not inherit the kingdom of God. Neither immoral that be those would be heterosexuals having sex outside of marriage." Neither immoral, idolaters, adulterers, homosexuals, thieves, greedy, etc., will inherit the kingdom of God. Such were some of you, but you were washed, you were sanctified, you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus and in the Spirit of our God. That verse teaches that, yes, you can commit these sins, but repent and you'll be forgiven. Mm -hmm. But it also teaches if you live in that sin and don't repent, yeah. don't be deceived, you're not going to heaven. Mm -hmm. And my concern is this. We have, like, this is the Twin Cities. There's two groups to help people out of homosexuality in the Twin Cities. Courage and then Outpost. And your group is kind of small, the Courage group is kind of small, and that's sad to me that so few people really are seeking the Lord in this area. And I, I, why do you think that is? What's going on? Well, we're kind of countercultural, yeah. you know. Um, and. Um, you know, for the courage group, just to you know, just to be upfront about it, the goal of courage is is not a healing of same-sex attraction. Mm -hmm. um, the goal of courage is simply to walk with that person 
and uh, to live chastely kind of in the skin that you're in. Yeah. Um, and um, it takes, um, uh, I think, a certain kind of maturity just to realize the value of um, walking with that struggle uh, and having a regular place to go, uh, a regular source of fellowship that sort of embedded, becomes embedded in your lifestyle. Um, it's, it, it, it's, it's, a, it's a wonderful practice, but it, it takes a certain discipline, mm -hmm. you know, so mm -hmm. it's there. And, you know, Jesus said the way is narrow and few are they that find it. That's part of, sure, part sure. of the issue. Yeah, and yeah. How about women? Are there courage groups for women who struggle with lesbianism? Y well, yes, there are, um, but they're fewer. And uh, somehow because of the dynamic that involved, um, more men seem to take an interest in the group. Uh, we have in the past locally had a, a ladies group. Um, we do not have one now okay. currently. Uh, we do invite the, the women to come to the group, but it's not that often that, that you do. It's essentially a men's group in practice, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, but theoretically we're open to serving uh, you know, the female population that okay. way. Yeah. Does it happen very often that someone comes to Courage and then goes back into the homosexual lifestyle. Does that happen much or infrequently? Or well, it does happen. I mean, I, the, uh, we've had it happen, but most of the folks, um, even if there's a, a sliding back or a backsliding for a time, um, most of them come back. Come back. Yeah. 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 Um, well, Jim, listen. God bless your important work. We got five minutes. Anything yeah. else that you want to share from your heart? on this issue because God bless you for doing this work. I mean, I don't think you get paid for this. <laughs> <laughs> In heaven, I guess. Ah, there you go. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. Anything else on your heart for this? You know, um, probably, you know, to say that th there's a difference between um, having the attraction that you discover in your heart, uh, behaving according to the attraction and your, your, your personal sense of identity. I think that's a key, you know, distinction that, yeah. that is important to make. Um, if, if in my sense of identity uh, I, I feel that I'm a Catholic man or a, or a heterosexual man, as you say, with a homosexual inclination, yeah. um, that, that makes a big difference. Mm -hmm. um, so if you if, identify with your sin, you've kind of thrown in the towel. You kind of have, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Um, so, um, w you know, our ultimate identity, obviously, there's many layers to it. I'm, a, I'm an Italian-American, I'm an Irish-American, I'm, I'm a male, I'm a female. Uh, I had this sexual you know, attraction or that, but uh, you know, ultimately I'm a child of God. Amen. And, and I have a Heavenly Father that I'm accountable to mm -hmm. and who has given me a plan of life mm -hmm. and, and that I want to be faithful to and righteous with. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing that really gives me a sense of joy. Um, you know, the world is filled with uh, temptations of many sorts, you know, many kinds of thorns and weeds, you know, can choke off the seed in the Word of God. And our sexuality, no matter, you know, heterosexual or homosexual, can be one of those thorns and, and, and weeds that, that really that trap us and, yeah. and capture us and imprison us. Yeah. Um, uh, I think, I, I, you know, I, personally, because I had this struggle, and I think this is the, true for most homosexual men, Somewhere early in life, yeah. I got the lie that I'm not as manly as other men are. Yeah. And so I'm kind of looking yeah. for, for that whole 
thing. Yeah. And and it's an early lie that Satan I think plants in our yeah. hearts. Yeah. And so you grow and so you have to fight that false identity right. with the right. truth of scripture that I'm right. a new creature in Christ, I'm as manly as anyone else, right. and the rest of this is a lie. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, uh, Jim, so again, everybody, let's look at this. You've got, uh, uh, if you're a Roman Catholic, uh, call the Archdiocese, or let's put that on the screen again. If you're in the Twin Cities, uh, here's the phone number for the local Courage Family Life Office, 651-291-4438. If you're out out uh, outside Minnesota, you can go to their website, which is couragerc.org. If you're a Protestant or an Evangelical, uh, you just Google Restored Hope Network and you'll see a map there and you can see if, there, if there's help for, for you there. But Jim, thank you so much. Thank we sure Tom. appreciate And you know, in fact, Jim, if you don't mind, uh, why don't you close us in prayer? Pray for anybody out there that's struggling sure, with this, would you? Sure. Heavenly Father, I, I cherish your creative work in this world and I, and I thank you for for every soul that knows that they are loved by you and cherished by you and precious in your eyes. And I thank you for making us mm-hmm. male and female. And I ask your blessing in the blood of your son Jesus upon all of our hearts and most especially about everyone who struggles in any way with their own sense of identity and their own sense of, of shame. I ask that you find fellowship and support for every single one of your children. Do not let us walk alone. Mm -hmm. Heavenly Father, I ask that you allow us to experience delight in you and to experience the mutual delight of a child to a father. Mm. I ask, Heavenly Father, that you allow us to come to cherish and know your son Jesus Mm. and his holy word and his Holy Spirit. I ask that you give us freedom and I ask that you bless us, Lord. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Well, thank you, Jim. Thanks so much. And everybody, welcome, uh, we got one minute, so I'm going to tell people, okay. if you go to pastorstudy.org, two S's, no apostrophe, pastorstudy.org, and you know someone that needs to see this show, this TV show and all of our TV shows are viewable for free at pastorstudy.org. So go there. Pray for our ministry, if you would. If the Lord nudges you to support us financially, the more money that comes in, the more TV stations we add in the United States. So thank you, everybody, for watching. And we'll see you again next week on The Pastor Study. Thank you for watching The Pastor Study. You can watch more of our programs at pastorstudy.org. We are on the air preaching the gospel of Christ because of our generous support of you, our viewers. Would you consider supporting our ministry? You may do so at pastorstudy.org. Or write The Pastor Study, P.O. Box 41294, Minneapolis, Minnesota 55441. May the blessing of our one triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit be with you today and always.